But if you let the dog use his brain, about 30 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes, the dog will be tired. Yes. It's, it's the only way to get a dog really tired. It's mental exercise. Welcome everyone. We have a great episode this week with Nina Ottison. We're learning about how she started her business, why puzzles and brain games are so important for your dog, and how to implement them into your dog's daily routine. Woohoo! With Dog Wednesday. Whoop whoop. We're actually recording separately today, guys. Izzy is not in the Sherbert studio, and it's very sad. No. I'm in the terracotta studio. <laughs> it is. It is a terracotta. So we are trying to quarantine away from each other before Christmas and just kind of like keep our bubble really small so we can spend time with family for Christmas. So yeah, it's just weird. I, I feel like I've gotten into a nice little rhythm of seeing each other every other day. Yeah. And now <laughs> I haven't seen you in forever. <laughs> What's happening with you? Not much, you know. I've just finished The Crown. We can get onto oh. that in another episode because I'm sure that's going to be a big conversation. Um, yeah. So I just binge watched season one through four in the past month. It's been great. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much it. I'm spending some time with some family, which has been really nice and eating lots of bad food. Oh, I've been also eating a lot of bad food lately. <laughs> <laughs> I thought because I wasn't in an office environment this year that I wouldn't have any issue with the mounds of you know because there's always stuff around the holidays of like either clients or people bringing in like I made this cake or my mother made this cake and oh here's some little desserts here's some chocolates and treat yourself for the holidays I thought because I'm not around that I would be in the clear but it turns out I just buy that shit for myself instead and eat it all (laughs) by my lonesome (laughs) yeah I, I feel like that just tends to happen and then once you have a little bit then that's it. You're done. Yeah. You've got to have it every single day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. January is going to be a bitch. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. We'll see. Mega detox. Mega. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I think I've been on like a lot of destructive behaviors lately, but I don't want to, I'm not trying to be like hard on myself and be like, oh, you can't even have cookies, Carly. But yeah, I feel like just the habits I've gotten into these last few weeks have been really, it's like since Thanksgiving. I feel like it's gotten colder, and so the dogs have been getting kind of a half-assed walk. And I also, last last week was the anniversary of my year that I had moved from London, so I'd been back in the States for a year. And, and it was, I mean, it was just really sad. It was really hard. I don't know. It was just, I didn't, I was kind of be like, oh, you're fine, Carly, you're fine. But I also... um to soothe myself, I found Love Island on Hulu. <laughs> Fill that gap. <laughs> yep. So the most recent episode or the most recent season of Love Island, I didn't realize I could get it over here. So I started watching that and stayed up until five in the morning a couple times to watching that. How do you even do that? I don't even know. It's just I, it, it, they blend. Like, I think it's because, okay, for anyone who hasn't watched the show, great great reality television basically like if you I I don't even consider myself a fan of reality tv like I really don't watch much of it 
but this is the one. This is the one I watch, and it's... I can't describe it. Basically, I think there's a US one that they had started last year or the year before, but this is the UK one, and I loved it when I was living over there because they had all the different accents, and I, I felt like I learned so much about the culture and like the lingo that people were using. But I feel... I feel like that's such a bad representation of English culture. <laughs> but, but okay, it is a bit. It is. But it's also, you, you get the different accents from all over, which is nice. Yeah, that's So true. I feel like mm-hmm. in that way, because I think, especially Americans, they just think of one British accent when they think of, you know, like they... Oh, the queen. Yeah, it's like the queen or maybe like a... Kate Winslet like or something accent. yeah or yeah or like a Mary Poppins <laughs> what what was oh who Dick Van Dyke his like yeah. terrible Cockney accent <laughs> uh, yeah so I think so that's nice and just okay here's a good story for you actually I don't know if I've told you this uh I learned through that show that this is when I was living in London that the word fit means like what Americans would say hot Oh no! Yeah, so, so. <laughs> oh no! Thank God I learned That's that awkward. because I had definitely been talking to a few guys in the office, telling them they look fit, and and they would oh, always no. get this surprised look on their face, and I was like, I'm not coming on to them. Like, he's a he's a marathon runner. Like, I was telling him he looked like he looked like he was training, like he was looking good. You like, you know, like I don't. I'm surprised that didn't turn into a trip to HR. I, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so thank. <laughs> Love Island basically let me keep my job. So now I know. And so I think it's just little things like that. Like like little, yeah. little words, phrases, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. I love it when you make an English accent. I'm so <laughs> bad at it. I'm so cringe. It's so bad. Okay. I love anyway, it. Anyway, I, t- I can talk about Love Island for a long time. But that is my, that's been my recent kind of problematic behavior of eating lots of things and watching watching lots of things lots of things like (laughs) staying up way too late i don't regularly stay up until five it was like i don't know i was in a mood and so i just like kept watching and it was good the people are so good i don't know how you do it you literally went to bed as i was waking up i did yeah yeah madness (laughs) bizarre bizarre um Anyway, so that's been that's my little life update. Nothing, nothing super exciting. I'm excited for Christmas, and Lupin has been getting his advent calendar every day. So to her, tune into my Instagram stories every everyone. He gets his Cosequin <laughs> tablet, his joint supplement tablet that he thinks is a treat every day, and Albie gets nothing. It's so depressing. Oh no! I know. Can't Albie get like? Just a, another kibble? Yeah. I I have to, like, go and get... I need an advent calendar for LB, too. Because Lupin just has one. Yeah. It's so cute. And I could probably put a treat in there for both of them, but... Well, you know, LB needs to know that Lupin was here first. Exactly. So next year he can get one. Yeah. Lupin... Yeah. I just want to make sure Lupin knows that he's important. Old man. So... Yeah. Anyway, that's all that's going on with me. Yeah. I don't... I really don't have much to report because, um, yeah, I'm just... Doing the same old thing, just trying to stay safe so I can spend time with my family. Yeah. Watching a lot of dog yeah. movies. Yeah. Watch, oh, my gosh. Which I actually, I watched a controversial one for me. <gasps> I wasn't going to put it on my list, but I watched it, half of it today. I need to watch the rest of it tomorrow. 
and it may have made its way onto my top five. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. And then I have this like whole dilemma of what do I drop and oh. it's been a whirlwind of so confusion. This is in our, for everyone, this is in preparation for our episode that's coming out Christmas week. Stay tuned. It's been the best episode research that I've ever done. Yeah, it's been great. <laughs> usually, yeah, we've, this has been weeks in the making. Uh, you know what? This is probably why I've been so moody. I've just been watching dog movies where sometimes the dogs don't live Die. and it's sad. <laughs> Shit's sad, man. Oh, God. It is. Yeah. I, Mike came in to the room the other day and I was like crying watching dog movies. Like, <laughs> is this... Is this what the next few weeks are going to be like? I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I don't know if this is a wise choice for you mentally, babe. I was like, yeah. It's not. Don't worry. It's nearly over. Now get out. (laughs) Just let Let me me cry in peace. Let me cry to the end of 2020, okay? (laughs) Um, Anyway. Cool. Dog movies. That's what you've been doing. Dog movies and the crown. Yeah, dog movies, The Crown. Actually, The Crown is what sparked me to watch this controversial film, which it's actually, I think everyone thinks that this movie was going to be on my top five. And like, on purpose, I was like, I cannot have this movie in my top five. I don't even know what you're I don't. The Crown, me being English, and this film, like, all have something in common. The Crown. And I mean, I just, I was like, no, it'd be so stereotypical for me to have this in my top five Queen's favorite Court. dog films. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. It's going to be a surprise. Yeah. Don't tell me. It's a surprise, but it's it's close. Okay. It's real close. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on before I spill the beans. Yes. Let's introduce our guest. Yeah, let's get into it. So we are so excited to introduce our guest, Nina Audison. If you haven't heard of her, Nina is the founder and designer behind a well-known range of interactive puzzles and game toys for dogs. Nina's revolutionary products are designed to stimulate a dog's brain while reinforcing their relationship with people. So her philosophy is that a dog has four legs and one head and all five need activity in different ways, both physical and mental. So we are just so excited. We are chuffed to have her on. (laughs) We were chuffed to have her on. And honestly, Arthur is such a great fan because this is what he eats out of every morning and every evening is Nina Artisan's toys. So, I mean, obviously Arthur knows what's going on. So he's like being a bit of a fangirl in the back. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, we were super excited to have her on. Uh, She's going to share with us about uh, why she started her business and the importance of her products for happy dogs and uh, what her inspiration was and why stimulating a dog's brain is so important. Yes, totally agree. Nina, or yes, this one is so great. I learned so much. Nina is very nice. Just so amazing for her to make time for us to speak, uh, especially because there was a decent time difference as she is Swedish and lives in Sweden. And I loved what she said. You guys listen for it about how a dog uses their paws versus their head you know like you know how some people can be right-handed or left-handed dogs can be the same never knew that I thought that was so interesting yeah I love that too and um also I learned that I was actually doing it wrong so um, <laughs> yeah how you're supposed to implement listen the dogs. up folks yeah how you're supposed to implement the toys into the routine into your dog's routine is really helpful I think 
Yeah, I think about, I would go to hazard a guess that 70% of people are doing it wrong. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah. I think so. So Something like don't that. be one of those <laughs> 70%. Have a listen, learn from Nina, and let's get into it. All right, well, welcome to the show, Nina. Thanks for coming on. Um, oh, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, so let's get started by just, um, who are you? <laughs> and what do you do? Uh, I'm fine, and I do what I've always done for 30 years now. I work in with dog puzzles. Awesome. And um, how did you start making and selling games and toys for pets? How did it all begin? Oh, everything started for a long time ago, close to 30 years ago. I have always had a lot of different dogs, but I always had a Bouvier de Flanders. Do you know what a Bouvier is? Yes, they're kind of like big and fluffy and they have like the longer faces. Yes, that's correct. It's a working dog. So I always had several of them and I always working with them and competition with them. And suddenly I got babies. Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Two girls in one and a half year. And as you know, to have small children is less time to do things with your dogs. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason I started to figure out how I could exercise my dog inside together with my children. So I did a lot of puzzles for my dogs, as I did for myself, a lot of different kinds of uh, problem solving for the dogs. And after a while, some people saw these problem-solving games. I mean, I couldn't call them games, but it was a kind of game. And other people liked that. So that was the start of my puzzle games for dogs. That's so cool that I think a lot of people, when they become parents, sometimes the dog can be not as uh, stimulated and enriched. And and I love the idea that as an entrepreneur, you came up with this new idea so your dog could be equally cared for while also yeah. caring for your children that's so amazing yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's correct but this was quite hard time because a lot of people at the same time think i was a little crazy <laughs> because <laughs> puzzles for dogs who would never would wanted to buy a puzzle for a dog so lots of people they think i was a little crazy a little <laughs> a lot of crazy <laughs> Well, I think they say that about a lot of people when, um, you know, they start a new business and people are like, you're crazy. That's never, that's never going to work. And then now you have Amazon. Yeah, yeah it's true. <laughs> exactly. yes. yeah. yeah. And that's true. Uh, and, but also there's good and bad ideas, but I believed in this idea so much. So that was the reason I worked really hard for almost 10 years I was traveling around with my dogs and with my puzzles to show people and dog trainer and other people how much benefit both the dogs and we as a dog owner would have with this puzzle so it take at least 10 years before people understand this was good for the dog yes you you were ahead of your time it sounds like yes And now it's very commonplace too to have, I mean, especially your games are very popular, especially in the US. Um, yeah. I don't know a dog owner who doesn't have a puzzle for their dog. Yeah. yeah. Or some kind of indoor game. It's a rainy day. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you maybe the dog doesn't want to go outside. Maybe the person doesn't want to go outside in yep. the in the miserable miserable weather. And yes, I think I think everyone has some kind of game for their dog to play. And yeah, and your your puzzles and games are perfect to add in there. Yeah. So you said you were traveling around for years. Did you just make the games yourself at first? Did you just like with things around the house? Now, from the beginning, uh, I did uh, some games in wood. And I did have a company, a small company, who helped me to make this. And But they also had a treat ball in plastic. And that was the hard thing because, as you know, to have produce something in plastic, you need to have a tool, a molding tool. Mm-hmm. And this is a lot of money. So I was very struggling to have this money so I could start producing this treat ball. Uh, so I had the treat ball and also they call it dog smart and dog spinning from the beginning. And these three uh, products I start with and traveling around with. And after a while, more and more people wanted to have this. And I started to uh, move the, the producer to another manufacturer so they could produce a little more products, a little faster. Uh, but that was the, was the hard thing in the, in the beginning because uh, you are a, a small company or a small person, and it was difficult to get the products. Yes. And that was the reason we started our own uh, manufacturing company. Oh, I didn't realize that you had your own manufacturing company as well. Yes, I had that in Sweden for, for, a, long, uh, for a long time ago uh, because uh, that was the only way to get the products produced. Wow. So was that for wood and plastic? It was wood and plastic, yes. Okay. So we had that for at least, the plastic, I think we had at least for 10 years. Uh, and then also that, that, that we manufactured the wooden games also for many years. But then I moved the, the uh, manufacturing to China mm-hmm. because that was the only way to get the products out in the world because uh, there was some issue with the wooden. It was difficult to, to have time to produce everything. Uh, but the plastic, as you know, it's, it's uh, faster to, to manufacture the, the uh, plastic products. Okay. But at the same time, I have always been very, very careful what material I use. But, but for some people are very afraid of products manufactured in China. Mm-hmm, right. But I always say, you get what you pay for. Yes. Yeah. So you can, yeah, so yeah. you can have good materials, even if it's manufactured in China. Yeah. So I always have been very, but because my dogs use this game and my children and also my grandchildren. So these products are poison free. It's no fafalata, no PBO, no like that. So it's food proof material. And I think, especially nowadays, that's always a huge concern, especially I think in the younger generations is making yeah. sure what they're buying is safe or um especially bpa i think that's like a huge buzzword mm-hmm. recently yeah. so yeah absolutely yeah and i'm glad for that because i always ask for that in the pet business but you have a lot of different kind of materials a lot of them is not good for us and not for the dog either so it's good we are looking for good material yes yeah especially if it's going in your dog's mouth you know, you have to be conscious. Yeah, exactly. And, and then in the dishwasher or something to clean off the toy after. And that's really great that you're cognizant of that. So 
we have looked at your website and we know that you have tons of different games and puzzles. How do you think of all the different ones? I don't, I like to think of myself as relatively creative, but I, yeah. I don't know how you do all of these different <laughs> types of games. <laughs> I want to say the dog helped me to create this because uh, dogs are smarter than we think. It's like a crossword for us. We start always with an easier uh, crossword because it's too difficult with, with the hard ones. But at once you have started with a crossword, you can slightly move forward to more and more difficult crosswords. The same is for the dogs. They have to crack the code to understand how puzzles, how to work with that. And the treats is the rewards. Okay. So, yeah, do you understand yeah. how? And uh, yeah, at once the dog has started to understand, they, they can do more and more, a uh, little more difficult games and understand that they have to try to work out in different ways to find the treats. That is the reason I have different levels because in the beginning I had quite easy games. And the reason was because the people didn't uh, believe the dog will manage to, to handle more difficult game. But I didn't know that dogs can do that. But people didn't believe the dog can do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, you know, that, that makes sense. I think I, so I, my oldest dog, Lupin, he's a foxhound. And he, I would never call him super intelligent. But I didn't realize, you know, how smart he was until I gave him some puzzle toys as he started getting older. You know, yeah. we, we gave it to him, you know, just to entertain him a little bit since he wasn't running around outside as much. And and he caught on really quick. And I was yep. I was very proud of him. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. I love to see when different dogs uh, get their first puzzle because it's so so, so I love to see when dogs uh, get the code and understand what they have to do. And all dogs have different ways to work with, with, with the puzzles. You maybe know some dogs are left paw and some are right paw. And some dogs are nose dog and some dogs are paw dogs. Interesting. So, yeah. 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 You can see that yeah, when they start dog. with a puzzle. Left, right, nose, paw. And some dogs are everything. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can see something is stronger than than the others. Mm -hmm. So that's is so interesting to see. Yeah, we have especially nose dog and paw dogs. You know, I'm so glad you said that because I, for a long time, have just has I've just thought that Arthur, my dog, who's on the couch with us today, um, yeah. <laughs> I just thought he just didn't know how to use his paws because he uses his head for everything, even when he's yeah. not meant to. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you said that because all this time I'm like, try and use your yeah. paws. I'm like doing this on the ground, trying to show him yeah. how to do it. And he's like, you he just seems strange. It's because he, he has, has his nose. His, he's a corgi, has little short legs. Yeah. So he can't use his oh, paws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he uses his Head long buttons. nose. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you can teach the dog to use the palm a little more with training. It's possible. But, but it's like us. They told us we are right left, and they, they somebody tell you to to write with your left. It's so mm -hmm. difficult. Yeah, it's the same for the dog. Yeah. yeah, but you can teach to write your name with the left hand if you want to, but it takes time. Yeah, 
That's so interesting. Yeah, Lupin is definitely nose first because he's a, a scent hound. So that makes yeah. sense. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> this is my little autumn pinch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> yeah. He's a guard dog and rat dog. Yes. They, they, yeah, it's a kind of working dog, but he's very, very small. Oh, he's so <laughs> he's cute. cute. Look at his beard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he is a paw dog. And when we talk about that, it, it's dogs are breeds for some uh, uh, some work. Like uh, some dogs for fetch, they, they are breed to, to use their nose more than a paw. Mm-hmm. So that is the genetics for the dogs as well, to be nose or a paw dog. Yes. Yeah, that's really interesting. Because my, my boys barely use their paws, the Lupin and Albies. They're both scent hounds, you know, so they only really use their nose. And then yeah. they'll use their paws after after they figure yeah. it out a little bit. But, <laughs> yeah, so they quite love it. I, I love to, 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 to read about different kind of breeds and how they're working, what they are uh, supposed to work with and like that. And that is also something I wanted people to read before they buy a dog. So they know what kind of dog they will have. <laughs> to research that. Well, yeah. speaking of, how do you test the games? If there's so many different dogs with different levels and different, I guess, abilities as far as nose and paw and head, how do you, how do you go about testing them? Yeah, I test with a uh, lot of different kind of dogs, from the smaller Chihuahua to big German Shepherd, for example. With different kind of dogs, but as always, uh, some puzzles maybe suit a nose dog more than a paw dog. But I have different kind of puzzles. So you always have at least five, six different puzzles who really suits your dog. Mm-hmm. But as I said before, you can also teach your dog to use the nose more than than that paw. So that's I recommend. A dog owner to maybe try. For example, if you have a paw dog, you can put a puzzle on a stool or something, put it higher. So the dog need to work with the nose. So you can teach the dog to work with the nose. And there will be a little more challenge for the dog as well when they try to solve the puzzle. So they have to use their mind a little more to solve the puzzle. <laughs> uh, so that is a way also to work with the puzzles. <laughs> yeah. And so there's the different difficulty levels. So as you move through the levels, um, what changes can you see in your dog behavior-wise? Okay. Uh, what you can see uh, from a very easy puzzle, uh, the dog needs just to do one movement to solve the puzzle. And that's, I think, quite important to start easy so the dog understand how to do it. And the next level, the dog has to do like two movements to solve the puzzle. And that you can see the dog started to, to think a little more and use the brain a little more to solve this. So it would be two steps or three steps, even for, for, for example, a level three puzzle. So the dog have to use their senses and to, to, to try to think a little more. But in the same time, also, you have uh, sometimes a very food-motivated dogs they maybe not uh, uh, use the, the, their mind as much as they do with the food engineering. I don't know if I say it right. Some some dogs are so food motivated 
So they just try to solve the puzzle in all way without thinking. Yes, <laughs> that's my dog. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the dog need anyway to work. And that's, I always say, a dog who is working, that is the only way to get the dog really tired, to use the brain. Yes. Right. You can, yeah, I can give an example. Uh, if a dog is uh, uh, walking uh, one hour, first day, Next day, two hours. Next day, three hours. The dog will be will not be tired. You're just training him to get four hours next day, five hours next day. But if you let the dog use his brain, about 30 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes, the dog will be tired. Yes. It's, it's the only way to get a dog really tired. It's mental exercise. That makes sense. Because sometimes, you know, maybe you go to work or you go to school as a person. And you sit all day, but you come home exhausted yeah. because because it's your, you use your brain all day, just constantly problem solving or whatever. And it makes yeah. sense that that's the same for the dogs. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And if you're training to run, it's like marathon. You can run more and more and more. But if you use the head, you will be tired. So that is also something I try to explain for dog owners. That is the only way. And some dog owners say, oh, I walked for three hours today. And he's, he's not tired. But let him use their head. If it puzzles or hide and seek or something like that, but let the dog use their head. I love that. Yeah. So smart. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <it> is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how do people start encouraging their dogs to play games and to be more curious, to start using their head a little bit more? Yeah. Uh, the key for the puzzles is the food or the treats. Uh, some dogs are very food motivated. You can use regular food. Some dogs wanted to have uh, tasty treats and some maybe need chicken. I don't know something. The dog needs to be motivated what you hide in a puzzle. Mm -hmm. And as I always say, put the game on the floor and place your dog behind you. Say, sit. And high treats when the dog is looking. So the dog can see and be curious of what you are doing. And then you say, be allowed to start. And the dog start to try to find the treats. And if the dog don't understand, you can help the dog to cheat a little in the beginning. So the dog understand what it is, what he has to do. Because some dogs uh, can start chewing because they don't understand. They don't know the playing role. Mm -hmm. We need to teach the dog the playing role. It's like playing games with uh, our children. You can't just uh, put a game in front of them. They need to understand what the game is, what the playing rules is. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same with the dog. And once they started to understand, the dog can solve the puzzle, but I always uh, want them to be supervised. So they don't start chewing on the game or something like that. <laughs> the treat is the reward and the goal. Yeah, that's what um, I have the uh, yellow and blue bone with the different levels and you spin it around. Yeah. yeah the and, yeah. Yep. And um, I was making dinner and I wasn't quite watching him and he yeah. chewed the little bones. And so yeah, I know. He was like, I don't understand this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. At once, that will be a little too difficult for the dog. It's normal for them to start chewing or something like that. 
Uh, that is the reason I try them to understand uh, how they should do the puzzle. But for dogs, what they do the first time they got a puzzle, they will do that the next time also. Because of that is very important to play together with the dogs the first attempts. But they remember how they did the last time. If they shoot the first time, they will do that the next time too. Yes. If they put the game upside down the first time, they will do that the next time again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's really good for all the listeners. If you're going to start on the puzzle, show your dog how to do it. They, they let them visually see where you're putting the treat. Do it with them the first time. Yeah. Rather than just putting the game down and letting them turn it upside yeah. down and yeah. flip everything over. Yeah. Yeah. Very exactly. smart. So that is logic for a dog. And I also have a tip. If you have a very rough dog, it's very rough with a paw like that. The first time I put treats or food or something, add something inside, and then also a little water. And then I put the game in the freezer. Oh, okay. And give the dog, yeah. So the first time the dog can't just flip it over or, or move it around so the treats jump out. <laughs> so it frozen. So the dog need to work and lick this up. That's so a really next, good time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that is great to do. So that will dog remember next time. They need to work with that, not not pushing it around with a paw. Yeah, and I think with the bigger dogs, I think that's a huge barrier for some people because their dogs are so big, they can just pick it up and chuck it around. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, my other dog, Albus, is is like that. He will just, his his way of thinking things through is just to barrel through them. And yeah. so, and yeah, so I, know. <laughs> I, think, I think that would be really good for him. Yeah. Um, so these days, especially with a lot of people sitting at home with their dogs with COVID, um, I think there's a lot of dogs and a lot of people are worried about their dogs, you know, getting separation anxiety or forming anxiety or, you know, constantly needing attention during the day. How can the games help with with those behaviors? Yeah, as I always say, if you should leave your dog alone and leave the dog alone, the dog need to be tired. So you have to play games or whatever you wanted to do with the dog before you leave. And when you leave, I think you can leave with a bone or something instead. But I don't recommend to leave with a game because the games can be destroyed. It depends on how much you know your dog. Mm -hmm. But if a dog gets tired, it's much easier to leave the dog. And also train this every day, even if you are at home. So okay. the dog will be understand not be left alone directly but you train every day the dog will be uh uh understand this is normal yeah that makes sense because you you tire the dog out and then you yeah. say okay now it's it's nap time yeah and you leave the dog they can have their own you know kind of individual time away from you yeah and then that makes a lot of sense so i think it could be really easy for someone maybe before they go to work in the morning they they feed their dog through the game, yeah. you know, yeah. watch the dog play together a little bit and then, you know, go off to, to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's much easier to leave a, a dog is tired. If you walk with the dog and then go home and leave the dog, the dog will still be, uh, I don't know the name in English. Uh, Energetic. So it, yeah. So it's difficult to leave the dog directly after you've been walking with the dog. So it's better walk with the dog. Let the dog play games, 
your child then leave the dog. Perfect. And I think that's quite simple too. You know, you wake up, you have your own breakfast, you give the dog a puzzle and then quick mm-hmm. walk and off you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, just let the dog calm down before you go. So the dog not is in the day. So not as stimulated. Much. So maybe yeah, a yeah. walk and then a puzzle. Yeah, I think that you can also have a puzzle, of course, in the morning and then the walk and then a puzzle again. Mm-hmm. Sit down five minutes so the dog will calm down. Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. Great tips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think I think that was all of my questions. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more, Izzy? Yeah. No, I'm good. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. That was good. great, Nina. Well, thank you yeah. so much for all of that information. Um, if people do want to go buy your games or your, you know, learn more about all, everything that you do, where they, where can they find you? Okay. Uh, they can read more on my website. It's Nina Regular Line Autosom two T and two S dot com. But they can also go to Outward Hound in the US because we are the I am in the Outward Hound family now in the US. And they can also find all puzzles on Amazon. Just search for Nina Autosom with two T and two S. So all puzzles are on the Amazon. And also on social media, just search for Nina. And they will find me. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We had such a good time. The listeners are going to love all of this information. And we can't wait to speak to you again one day. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. All content on With a Dog Podcast is for informational purposes only and should not replace professional advice, treatment or diagnosis by a certified veterinarian, trainer or behaviorist.